Hi everyone, welcome to this exploring live conversation. Greg and MD here. Hello, hello. So, how are you today, Greg? I'm doing very well, thank you. Good, I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, so uh, what's, what's on the docket today? Today's topic is how to say no. So it's a big one. Yeah, it feels like something we we uh, should know by now. <laughs> no but, pun intended. Uh, I feel like it's actually surprisingly very, very, uh, very much in need in terms of the right way to say no. Yeah, and there's definitely a, a fine line between being, you know, uh, saying it one way and standing your ground and saying it in a way that might come off as a little like ungrateful for the invitation, for example, or um, let's say you're really swamped and you're given this other task, but you don't want to say no in the wrong way. So it's definitely a delicate balance. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think um, saying no is in fact one of the most important things we can learn how to do. Yeah. Because um, I, I, there's a there's a famous quote, and yeah. I can't remember who who to attribute it to. Okay. But it basically the the concept is. Um, your life isn't defined by what you say yes to, but by what you say no to. That's a really good one. Yeah, because you have so many options and opportunities in life. If you say yes to all of them, yeah. you know, you're going to be overwhelmed and not get it done. Right. Whereas if you learn how to only say yes to the right ones and say no to all of the rest of them, you are much better prepared, much better equipped to make the best of the few opportunities you do say yes to. Right, that's a good point. And yeah. not taking them for granted, so really being 100% there, let's say you're invited out with friends, you're there, and as opposed to being on your phone or sort of like not really there, but thinking about other things yeah. and yeah. not being grateful for that opportunity in that moment because they're a dime a dozen if yep. you say yes to everything. Or in another way, if you're saying yes to everything that you're, you know, maybe colleagues or boss put in front of you uh, that maybe don't really need, like you don't need to be the person doing that and you can be working on other things, then you don't really get to um, maximize your potential with what you could really be, uh, the value add that you could be providing. Yeah, it's taking away from your time uh, that you could spend more productively. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. these are a couple of scenarios where you might feel the need to really whip out these different strategies uh, to say no in the right way, be it in a personal setting, casual setting, or a professional setting. Yeah, right? I love it. Yeah. yeah. So I think the first one is to really be assertive and to, to be firm about it when mm. you say no. Like, don't be wishy-washy. There's no need to, like you know, try to be a little bit elusive about it, but being firm and getting to the point with it, you know, mm -hmm. saying no, being able to say that in a yeah. firm way. Right, right. As opposed to sort of beating around the bush and not making it clear whether you're agreeing or not. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So really making sure that you're using your like deeper tones and you're standing your ground and you're standing up for yourself, right? So that you can come off as assertive and authoritative. 
Yeah, right? and and that so that it's clear, right? Yeah, I, you know that's that's probably the most important part in my mind, just making sure that you're articulating yourself clearly. <laughs> yeah, true. And by being assertive, there's no question as to what it is you're saying. So yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. so that, not the wishy washiness, but assertiveness. All right, so the next one is not to provide an explanation unless it's someone very close to you. So I want to unpack that for a minute because you might think, well, if I just say no, doesn't that come across as kind of curt and, you know, a little bit short with them? But here's the thing with the explanation. It's easy for somebody to sort of undermine it or talk you out of it, Mm -hmm. right? If you say, no, I can't do it this weekend. I have a whole list of house chores I need to get done. The laundry has been, you know, neglected for the last week or so. They could easily say, oh, who cares about laundry? YOLO, you only live once. Come out and hang with us, right? It's easy to be talked out of things, especially when, you know, it's not something that you really want to be doing, like house chores. Um, and so I think providing an explanation, an not even like an unwarranted explanation. Like you, there's no need for you to go into detail. Mm-hmm. So giving a very short explanation if you feel the need of giving or an if explanation. They press you for it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love that. Um, so often the things, the reason for why you're saying no yeah. might not be something you want to talk about, right? That's it, a good point. You know, it might be considered uh, rude to them. Um, it might delve into personal matters that you don't really want to divulge. Yeah. There are many different reasons why you might not <laughs> want to explain your reasoning. But perhaps foremost among those is simply that you're not looking to have a conversation. If you don't want to do it, you don't want to do it. Yeah. Right? And you're not there to be convinced. Um, if, if, you, if you can be convinced, then answer with something like, you know, I can be talked into that. But if you want, if if you don't want to do something, and you and you start to explain why you don't, like you said, it just opens up the field for this long conversation that, frankly, you didn't want to have in the first place because right. you don't want to do it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I really like that. You just you say no, you do it politely, um, and don't offer an explanation unless they really press for it. And if they press for it, just keep it as as general as as you can. Yeah. No need to go into details. No need to you know give a whole paragraph answer. Um, and don't also like don't feel the need out of guilt to try to justify why you're saying no, right? No is no, and you don't need to, you know, that usually suffices, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to say, well, I have this and I have that, just because you feel badly about it or you want to make it sound like you really are busy. Um, because what the other thing there is that it might just come off as you're trying to get out of it, yeah, right? If you give too long of an explanation, too elaborate. Uh, of you know the details there then yeah. it could come off as like are you really you know do you really have plans for friday or are you just trying <laughs> to get out of this one yeah you just there's no point in going down a path that you don't want to go down um and so by keeping it short and simple uh you avoid that process that that sort of issue entirely yeah and the next strategy is about having a backup answer so mm. if you know that your colleague tends to ask you, you know, a favor work related and they're always asking you this and, you know, maybe asking for an extension for a deadline, let's say, that puts you in a tough position and so you just don't want to make those kinds of allowances for people. Mm -hmm. You can have a backup answer. So if you can sort of anticipate 
somebody asking you something like a favor or maybe asking you to do something for them or uh, inviting you somewhere that you don't want to go, then try to come up with, have something in the back of your pocket and we can't tell you what that answer is because it's so much, it, that answer is predicated on the communication situation. It's predicated on the people that you're interacting with, the, the setting, is it professional or personal, your proximity to them, right? how close you are to this person, mm-hmm. right? So you need, to, you need to figure out what that answer is, but it's not a bad idea to have something sort of in the works that you can then ad- adjust when you're on the spot, right? Yeah, I, I like that. Um, another way uh, that I often might, I view this as sort of a deflecting tactic. Okay, good. Um, yeah. <laughs> and another way that uh, you can deflect it, this is very common. I learned this phrase when I was learning Mandarin, actually. And in Mandarin, it's dao shihou zai shuoba. And it basically means when the time comes. Right. You know, when the time comes, you know, we'll, we'll talk again about it. Right. But the point is, right now is not the best time. It's yeah. not that I might never do it. It's just that right now isn't going to work for me. Uh, and so that opens up the possibility, yeah, you know, of potentially doing it in the future. But it's not, you're not committing it to anything. And most people, when they hear it, they sort of intuit, okay, this is not something that this person is necessarily keen on. Right. And then right. they won't ask you that uh, or ask that of you in the future, let's say. Exactly. Yeah. And what it helps do is uh, it, it sort of prevents that argument of why won't you do it, right? Because mm. you're not saying, well, I'm not going to do it. All you're saying is yeah. not right now. Right. And so it kind of def- it deflates, diffuses the, uh, the, the counter argument, yeah. so to speak. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, be ready for that, right? For them to then ask you, well, why? Why is that? Um, the other thing you can do is spell it out for them, right? So if saying no, uh, just really getting to the point with that. And, and Greg touched upon this earlier, not beating around the bush, but we really mean that, right? Don't delay and don't hedge. Sometimes when somebody asks you, let's say they invite you out and you're just busy or you just don't want to do it you might say, well, um, you know, right? If they sense that hesitation from you, then that's kind of alerting them that you, your mind can be changed or that you want to do it and you just need to be talked into it. Or, you know, you might have house chores lined up that you don't want to do and you want somebody to kind of cajole you into doing the fun thing. Mm-hmm. So don't beat around the bush. Don't hedge, right? Um, mm, uh, well, you know, none of that. Just get to it right away and spell it out for them if need be. Yeah, and and again, this this can be done politely, right? You can really thank, you can thank them and show your gratitude uh, for including you or thinking of you yeah. or having faith in you, confidence in you to, to ask to have this request in the first place, right? You can show appreciation for um, them noticing you yeah. and thinking of you yeah. um, and still say no in a very firm way. That's true. Right? Yeah. And I actually like to avoid the um, the phrase, I would love to, but, right? Because most of the time you wouldn't love to, otherwise you would be doing it. If it's something you really love doing, you'll do it. So in the interest of being authentic, I try to avoid saying I'd love to. Um, I, I, tend, I prefer to just say, I, unfortunately, I can't do that. I really appreciate you thinking of me. Uh, and uh, I'm sorry that I can't be there or whatever it is. Yeah, I, I would agree with you on that, except for the cases where I actually do want to do that. So let's say a good friend of mine is inviting me to the movies, and I really do want to, but I also have a backlog of emails to get through or whatever. 
I, then I would say that. I would say. And you'd be honest in doing so. And I'd so. be honest. But yep. I agree with you, Greg, in that if it's a situation where you don't want to do that, then don't, there's no need to, you know, pretend. Yeah. Right. And then that's going to send them the wrong message. They're going to invite you again. And then you're going to be put exactly. in the situation of trying to say no. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now, the last one, and this is more particular to like a request um, in terms of like not an invitation per se, but something that they want you to do, like a task. You can um, phrase it as a question for them. So kind of turn the tables on them and ask mm. them a question. Um, you know, oh, can you get, you know, the year-end reports and by end of midday? Uh, what, are, you know, and then you ask a question. Do you have an idea? Yeah, I mean, the point you're getting at here is is that um, you can essentially reorient the conversation away from you know, what it is they're asking you to do exactly. and more toward the topic. And maybe that opens up a discussion and it turns out they can do it or someone yeah. else can do it, someone's more appropriate. It turns it more into a conversation as right. opposed to um, a direct yes, no to the request. Right, so kind of turn, turning it into a question when you can um, and, and see what they have to say about yeah. it. <laughs> so uh, I have a quote here by Warren Buffett. You ready? Let's hear it. The difference between successful people and very successful people is that very successful people say no to almost everything. Mm. Is that interesting? Yeah, yeah, that's, I, I think, I feel like that's very aligned with sort of how we opened up. Yeah. Talking about the importance of learning when to say yes, and most of the time it's no. Yeah, it's tough, but you know, follow your gut, use the strategies we discussed today, we gave you five, and you know, think about really the communication situation and tailoring the message to, to the audience, to the, per person or people to whom you are, you know, telling no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And by packaging it in a way that's polite um, but firm, you'll you'll get outcomes that, that work well for you, um, that don't put you in awkward situations and places you don't want to be. Right. So it's it's well worth learning. If, if Warren Buffett's big into it, it's probably something we should all pay attention to. Good point. <laughs> all right. Thanks all so right. much for joining us. We'll see you next time for another exploring lesson and live conversation. Bye for now.